0: This is Sarah Gushi and Jackie Kirihara and, and you're, you're listening, listening to the Herbs, Births and Babies Podcast. podcast. space
1: yeah there's so many choices there's all the family members and friends
0: everyone wants to see a new baby come into the world
1: maybe not everybody oh, that's true <laughs> some of us are more into it than others <laughs> but it's an important question to think about so obviously first off would be your partner yeah uh, if you have a partner
0: mm-hmm.
1: we certainly have worked with birthing people that don't have a partner and mm-hmm. birth poor uh, home birth can still be a great choice. Mm-hmm. Um, some partners can use a little support and maybe yeah. that's where another friend comes in and they can switch out and take breaks a little bit. Early COVID, we had people choosing home birth because they could have more people there, right? which was really interesting.
0: Yeah,
1: But in general... It's a sacred space, and it's not a sporting event, and it's not the more people the better. What the midwifery team looks like. Yeah, so in my practice, um, I do not share call. I commit to a limited number of women that I will be there as their midwife. And then I always have an assistant midwife who, of late, is the lovely Dr. Jackie, who has the glory role of coming in more at the end when the person is getting close to pushing. That's usually when we try to have the assistant midwife come. And then usually I also have a student who's training with me. Um, And I think in many home birth midwifery practices, there's two or three. It depends. So it depends where you are. But um, I like a team of three because I was a Girl Scout and we're going to clean up and
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> leave it at
1: least as clean as when we got there huh Jackie yes yeah.
0: but i also like to help you set up cuz right when you get there you're assessing what is exactly happening in the labor process cuz a student comes when you come typically and right. so usually one of us is assessing the patient via vitals or timing contractions or listening to baby right when we get there and having two people there really allows you know the other person the opportunity to start setting up it's true we're we're doing a
1: lot of things at once when we first get there one is trying to be sort of inobtrusive as we join the birthing space at the same time that sometimes especially if somebody's had babies before we're quickly <laughs> trying to set things up be ready for a variety of complications that don't usually occur but sometimes yeah. they do at the same time um checking on baby and mom and uh, sometimes we're whipping up the birth tub right away and yep. sometimes we wait a bit to f- have that be a little bit later you have a very I would say
0: active water birth community. And so you bring all of your own hoses, your own adapters for hooking up hoses. So it's a lot to bring in.
1: It's true. I use inflatable birth tubs and I bring tarps and I have my adapter collection, and my birth (laughs) wrench. So yeah, there's a fair amount that we bring in. Um, It's still lower tech than Mm -hmm. hospital births for sure. I get asked this a lot by birthing families. Do I want to have my friend or my mom or my sister at my birth? I think an important question is don't invite someone just because they want to come or you think they would love to be there, but you're not sure if you are comfortable with them there. Birthing is a very intimate, vulnerable time. you could be naked. You could be vomiting. There's just
0: lots of levels of expo- yeah,
1: Everyone there should be people that you feel like you can let it all hang out with. Yeah. And I think part of what's good about a home birth is that you've met us, the birth team, a number of times. And so I think it's easier to let it all hang out with us mm-hmm. than in hospital situations where typically you're meeting providers for the very first time. Or-
0: Especially now during the pandemic, we've had a significant number of births where we're the only it's just the midwifery team and the birthing person and their partner
1: typically yeah Um, that is the most common situation yeah
0: but before that um and even now people are choosing to have you know their really good friend who's very familiar with birth or very interested in the birthing you know, right. venue, or right. they have their mom there as support, uh, the to-be grandma who wants to be there to right. support.
1: Or. We've already talked about how helpful it is to have somebody that's in charge of yeah. supporting an older child, and yes. that that's sometimes tricky because sometimes... Somebody feels like, well, my mother in law is gonna be great with the older child, but I don't know that I really want her in the room when I'm giving birth, yeah. right? Yeah. And so it's important to think about those kinds of things and make sure there aren't expectations yes. that um, somebody's gonna be disappointed if they miss the actual birth. You know, the reality is you don't know how it's going to go. You don't know what time of day it is. You don't know how you're going to feel. And that can change. Right. So not promising people that they're going to actually necessarily be there when the baby comes out. Right. I think is a good idea.
0: Well, and I think people who understand not only the vulnerability of the birthing person and the whole birthing process, but also the fact that things can happen in birth uh, that are, you know, undesirable or emergent and that Mm -hmm. can be traumatizing for some people and they might not necessarily be, you know, able to handle it. I remember I was training with a different midwife and we were trying to get a baby to breathe. Um, We were doing, you know, some newborn resuscitation and, There were, I think there were probably six people who came downstairs as the baby was born, and there were people who were so confused as to what was happening, and they were blocking critical areas that we needed to access for certain tools and things, and not only was that probably traumatizing for some of those people but it was almost traumatizing to me because they were in my way and also their reaction to what was happening made it feel more concerning than like my medical brain was telling me to stay focused And and that baby
1: was fine
0: a lot of times we you know, need to just support the baby to breathe in, in different ways. Right. And so that just took a little bit extra measures and the baby was totally fine. Right. And in those scenarios, you know, one minute feels like a full hour. It sure so.
1: is. <laughs> Yeah. You don't want people that are going to add anxiety and worry to the environment. Um, there's usually plenty of that going on with the birthing couple. It's normal to be be concerned. So let's talk about doulas. I absolutely think that if you're planning a hospital birth, you should very much consider a doula. There weren't really doulas when I had my daughter in the hospital and I really wish I'd had one because often when you're giving birth in a hospital, you're working with nurses and midwives or OBs who you haven't met before they generally share call and it's often the ones that you didn't get a chance to meet and um so a doula can really provide continuity of care and advocate for you for your wishes Um, i know as a young um, newer midwife and i worked as a doula yeah and i did too yeah i can't do it anymore but i did and um, just somebody that knows what you're wanting yeah. as well as doulas are great at all those really practical things like suggesting positions and rubbing right. on your back. and
0: Right. You know, all those comfort measures yeah, and tricks supporting like that. the partner yeah.
1: and providing those as well. If you don't have a partner, that's another really good yes. reason to strongly consider um, hiring a doula at your birth. Yeah. Um, but I, I find honestly that doulas aren't as critical in the home birth environment um and although I welcome them uh, yeah we the birth team do a lot of those supportive measures um a lot of the time yeah. there are midwives who are more hands-off but um I you in not. particular <laughs> no
0: i would not describe you as a hands-off midwife in well, any form okay, i have births that
1: a very hands-off right jackie <laughs> well
0: i think emotionally you really work hard on building the relationship with uh-huh. your pregnant moms and so yeah. once they get to their birth labor you know each other very well and i think yeah, you know how to goal. you know how to show up for them emotionally and yeah. physically as they yeah. need
1: Well, so as you're thinking about whether you should hire a doula or not, I invite you to think about like when you're sick or on your period or um, emotionally upset, is your instinct to talk it through with your partner or call up family members or friends and talk it through or have people there making you tea or rubbing your shoulders? or are you somebody who likes a little space and quiet and just wants to be left alone? So if you really like more support, then consider consider having a doula
0: or even more like relationship throughout your pregnancy and going into your birth because I know that you know there are a lot of doulas out there that invest a lot of time and energy prenatally as well as during the birth at least a couple visits and then I think more commonly in your home birth practice uh people hire doulas for postpartum yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) well then the last thing I think we wanted to cover um just say briefly in this Episode is talking about photographers. Yep, that seems to be like a new career path that didn't yeah. used to exist. Being a birth photographer, um, we occasionally have official birth photographers. There's often a friend or who's the one taking the photos, and then honestly, we take a lot of photos. We, we don't promise to take beautiful photos, but we often video- do. And videos, and sometimes videos, and yeah. sometimes people set up a little tripod in the corner. We, but a few people hire the full-on photographers with it's photos. Pretty
0: amazing, and I we've seen some of the pictures yep. from photographers that have been yep. at our births, and they they're beautiful. But I think there's, you know, there's just people out there who want to capture everything at their birth and in their lives, and that might be someone who's more interested in having all of that captured. But like we said before, it's a very open, vulnerable, not very clean and tidy and put together space. I did want to mention inviting parents or family members to births can be really stressful trying to coordinate with family and friends to get to the birth in time due to the... Right. your baby un- came
1: early, so yeah. what happened there?
0: Well, and it was in the height of the pandemic, and so my parents were driving from Minnesota, um but she came early, so they heard things had started, and they just could drop everything and got into the car and started right. driving, um, but that can be really hard
1: to coordinate. Like- I did have one woman who whose mother was actually a labor and delivery nurse in California, and she really wasn't sure if she was going to want her there or not, Yeah. and then as it turned out, her water broke in the early morning, and she wasn't in labor, and she felt yeah, I do want my mom here. So she called her mom who was actually able to get off work, wow. jump on a plane, get up here to Portland by the evening, um, was there to support her daughter. She had her baby you know, in the wee hours of the morning, maybe at two in the morning and so it all worked out it worked out great and yeah. her mom was actually really complimentary of our care she thought we did a great job so that that timing worked out really well I know there's other times that people wanted somebody there and it just couldn't happen fast enough or it just wasn't a good time people are working or whatever
0: yeah it's just so you can't just schedule when you're gonna go into you can't <laughs> so
1: people say well when should my family member buy plane tickets well you know, around your due date ish, but make on them maybe being there for a while, yeah, and make them changeable tickets.
0: <laughs> I have known some families have planned where they kind of take shifts one a sister might come for a couple Uh, weeks of the potential time when baby could come and that feels really supportive to the mom but then when the sister has to go home then maybe the grandma comes and hangs out for another two or three weeks to try to fill those gaps which that's tricky
1: because if someone's here for your birth oh yeah it's hard for that to not feel like a little bit of pressure I i know yeah it's really tricky so somehow trying to not be too attached to exactly when it's gonna go and how it's gonna go and who's gonna be there yeah because that's how birth it yeah. just got it to surrender to it being what it's gonna be
0: yeah and ultimately birth space is sacred and you should be intentional in who you invite absolutely